So we're learning now the Maimer in Torah Eir, in Parshas Miketz, the second Maimer that we begins with the uh, opening, as the same opening as the first Maimer, Vahi Miketz Shnosayim Yom. Vahi Miketz Shnosayim Yom, Mupare Choyleim, Vihinei Oymed Alahaya Oyr. So it was after two years, after the incident that took place with Yosef, that he uh, was able to interpret the dream of the uh, Sar HaMashkin. And he asked him that he should mention him uh, to Pharaoh to save him out of taking him out of the pit. And he forgot about him. So, But after two years, after that incident, so Pharaoh had a dream. And behold, he was standing on the Yair, on the river, etc. There is a verse that states in Rus, Perik Dalet, So the Pashtun talks, talks about over there, it talks about the the woman who uh, who gets to redeem the field, and the woman, the whole story with Rus over there, uh, with Avi, with Alimelech, uh, but over there. So he touches over here, V'zois lefonim b'Yisrael, he says, V'ein zois elo toira. He says, zois is a reference to toira. In this context, he says, zois means toira. Kihinei, for behold, zois ha toira yeshno because when we talk about Zois HaToyro, that is, finds itself in the inner of every Jewish soul. He explains. Every soul has the inside and the outside, the internal and the external. That is the level of hidden and revealed. Just like Hashem is hidden and revealed, there's different levels, there's Sosim and Galia. Likewise, we have with the Torah, and likewise we have with the Yisrael. There is Pnimis and Chetzenis, there's the hidden and there's the external. Ubechinas, Sosim, what is the level of Sosim as far as the inside of the nefesh of the soul? Hainu bechinas pnimius chabad That is the inner level of chokhmah binadas that are in the godly soul. She'ene musag vinira la'ayin, which is not understood, it's not grasped, and it's not appear, it doesn't, it's not seen for the eye. And what is the level of Galia? That's the external Sheboy. That is the level of love and fear. Uh, so, basically, there is the uh, Upper level, the pnimis of the soul, which is basically the intellect, is the chokhmah binadas, because that is not visible. And then you have the external, which is the visible one, which is the expression of one's love and one's fear, which are displayed that come out in the person's excitement of his love and his fear of God. That's the chitzonis. 
So the Alter Rebbe teaches over here that the Posik Vizois Lefanim Be Yisrael means that those things that we find in the Torah is also found in Epnimius by the Yidden. And that means that things that are found in the Torah, in the Pnimius of Torah, are also found in the Pnimius of Yisrael. And there is the Pnimius of Torah, there is Chitzonius of Torah, there is Sosim the Kutshebrichu, there is Galia the Kutshebrichu. The sosim deraisa and there is galia deraisa, and the similar there is sosim and galia by the a person by the nefesh alikis. The chabad is considered the choch minadas of the nefesh alikis. That's considered to be his pnimius, and the avviyira, that's the chesed givura, the emotions, that is considered to be the chitzoni as the outer one. And we have to compare, and we need to compare these two aspects. And the Alter Rebbe continues, Tanto Tanto is a Rosh of Taimim Nekudis, Tagim and Oisius. Those are the things requirement when we write the Torah. You have uh, Taimim, and you have Nekudis. There's some letters that have Nekudis on them, which means like the dots. Sometimes in the Torah you have the Tagim, certain letters of Tagim, and you have the Oisius. Now, the Nekudis, the Tagim, and the Oisius are actually written in the Torah, whereas the Taimim are just the song of the Torah, and they hint to the fact that the uh, Taimim are the Sosim, as opposed to the Nekudis, Tagim, and the Oisius. And as he's going to explain, the Taimim is the level of Shira, that's the level of Shira Imoi, uh, which is on a higher level than the revealed part, as the Altarebbe will continue to explain. So he says, Kemoishi Yesh, Tanto, Taimim, Nekudis, Tagim, Eishis, Betoida, Kach Yesh, Bechinas Eilu, Benefesh Likis. Also, the Nefesh Likis has these levels, Kidl Kamon. And this is all connected to Zeis Lefinim Be Yisrael. And the Altarebbe will continue now. Explaining that there is the open level, that's the level of Parai in Kedusha, which is Priya, open level. And then we have the hidden level, the higher level. Just like we find that there is Parai in the Klippa, Kach Yesh Bikidusha's Nefesh Kis. So there is the level of Pare in, in, in the Klippa, but there's also in the Gedusha, there is the godly soul. Kosuv, that is the counterpart in the Gedusha. The soul is the counterpart of Pare of Klippa. Kosuv b'Zoyar, like it states in the Zoyar, in Vayigash, the Isperiu v'Izgalu Nehoirin. Uh, that it was uncovered and it was revealed the lights. Parai comes from the lotion of uncovering. So in Kiddusha, there is the idea of uncovering and revealing the lights. Because one opposite the other, Hulu, meaning the Kiddusha is opposite the uh, Kalipa. They're both opposing each other. It's like from Yah. 
Yaakov and Esau, from that time we have the Klippa and the Kedusha opposing each other. That when it evolves from the level of Pare in Kedusha, so because we have one opposing the other ones, when the level of Pari of Kedusha, it evolves and it descends below, below, then you extend from it, extends the level of the Pari who is in this world. Shaomar who said, Lo Yadaiti es Hashem. I don't know Hashem, Shu Bikinas Hashikot. That means that's the level of forgetting. Hamishtal Shelas Mibikinas Alma di Isgalya that that is evolves from the level of Alma di Isgalya, that's the Pari, the <coughs> revealed level is Pediu Vizgalya Nahoidun, Shabigdusha from Gidusha. Kamaisha Kosuf Ragleho Yirdis Mavis. Ragleho, her feet descend into death, meaning that from even though that is Kedusha, that is a high level, but from that level of Pare of Kedusha extends and it evolves Pare of Klip. Avol That's only by the revealed part. When we're talking about Pare is Periu Kol but what is hidden from the eye, which is the level of Alma di that's the world that is hidden. Over there, blessing is found from the source of Brachas. Now, he's paraphrasing this, this statement that, uh, which is in the Chazal, that blessing sends. And the verse of Hashem sends the blessing by Asomecho. Asomecho, the blessing comes on something which is Somui Minai, which is hidden from the eye, which is not open. That's why people don't like to uh, count things, don't like to give amounts to things, because if you don't have it open, then you can have more increase of blessing. It's not defined, so then you can be more blessing of it. In this case, he's saying the difference between the revealed world, from the revealed world, it can come down the levels of power in this world, but from the hidden worlds, from the worlds of Iskasia, over there we have the level of bracha, that's the Mekoyra brachas. As the verse states in Mishlei, Perik Yudalef, that with the tsunuyim, uh, tsunuyim means the modest, those are hidden, those are not in the open. So over there, there is chokhmah, there is wisdom, which is mekoyim hazikorin. That is where remembrance, remembrance comes from the level of chokhmah, as the Pasik says, ul zikorin bein einecha. When we talk about the tefillin, the Torah refers to it that it should be as a remembrance in between your eyes. Between your eyes is referring to the head. That's where we put on the tefillin shalrosh. That means that when we talk about the head, when we talk about the level of chokmah, over there there is the concept of zikor, and there is the idea of remembering. It doesn't 
make sense to say that they were revealed unless when we unless they were talk about there was first they were covered when we say that something came out to revealed basically we were saying that first initially it was hidden and now it comes out and now it's revealed so he says um The Inek Kisiv, for behold, the verse states, Mi yale lonu hashemaima. When the Pasik says that the Torah isn't distant and Torah isn't in the heavens, so that you will say, Mi yale lonu hashemaima. Who's going to go up to the heavens? That's the Rosh Tevis, the first letters of the words, Mi yale lonu hashemaima, that's the Rosh Tevis of Mila, of circumcision. The Sofetev is the last letters of the words of Miyalam Shemaim is Yudke Vavke. So, in order for the light of Hashem to shine upon us in a revealed way, not just in the image of letters alone. But in the depth of one's thought, be his boyness when he meditates. In meditation, about the essence and the being of I Hashem have not changed. So that should stay placed, set in his mind and his heart. That is the level me yale lo no who can go up to the heavens, which means in order for you to get to the Yudke Vavke, to go up to the heavens, to get understanding, godliness, so first there has to be the level of circumcision. That's why the letters of means who can go up to the heavens, means who can go up to the heavens. We're talking about going up to the heavens. Going up to the heavens means becoming spiritual, connecting to Hashem. So before you come to the end of the letters, to the Shem Havaya, to connecting to the essence, you first have to perform the level of Milo, you have to first circumcise. Why? Because above, there is the level, your sins separate. Which means they cause, they're like a wall between us and Hashem. The, the, the Averis, the sins that we have, and they separate. So we can't get close to Hashem because there's something interfering between us and Hashem. So above, we have to remove those items that prevent us from getting closer to Hashem. And likewise, so this is the way it's above. And likewise, by the soul of man, he may conceive the verse states, Umaltem as Orlas you shall circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Which means that the person has to remove all of the items that interfere and block on his ability of his heart connecting to Hashem. It requires circumcision to remove those items that are preventing him to get close to Hashem. But that's not enough. But after you cut away the foreskin, there is another level which is called the priya that actually is to reveal. That is, 
that's the removing of this smaller membrane skin to uh, to reveal. So it says, There is the thin skin which covers and hovers. Which means, the way he seems to say over here is, the outer skin, the bris itself, those are the things that come from clippers totally, from clippers, shows, clippers, that maize, those are the avarus. So if a person, God forbid, has avarus, he can't get close to Hashem. So first you got to do teshuva, and you got to cut away the outer skin. But then there is a smaller skin, the thin skin, which is a skin that comes from things that are not totally negative, like they come, they're not tray for, or forbidden, which they take from the three clips at maize totally, but rather they take from the klipas noiga, which is uh, the taivas, which is the physical desire, shem klipas noiga. Those are for items, those are desires, which are for items that are permissible. They cover and they block on the light of Hashem. So the and likewise, even for a person to have revealed upon him, in other words, he should experience even the level of mechinas pnei arye pnei shoyr. This is by the Merkava, uh, which is uh, which is considered already in the level of Beriya, Shuhu Chulu, Shubichinas, Ava Vira Tivim. That is the level of love and fear, the natural fear and love. Because before he stated, for a person to get that uh, extreme level of love, of connection to Hashem, uh, in a level of Mahus Va'atzmus, Aniyavai which is a level beyond the simple, the natural level of fear and love. But there is, when we say the Pnei Ari and the Pnei Shor of the Merkavot, those are natural levels that every Yid possesses a fear and a love of Hashem inherent in the Jewish person. Even for that level of love, one still requires to have the level of Brismila. In other words, not only... For to attain the higher level of love, do you require brismila? But even for the Ava Yirativiya, because he naked the Pasik says in Yhaskal Perikal Vaeda that I saw the vision. So again the word is is hachashmal. Tre Hashmal means electricity. That's what they translate the word Hashmal. Today, but over here, the Rebbe explains that the word chashmal is made up of two words. We had we learned the Mimer, the whole Mimer about it earlier in some other Mimer, about the idea of chosh mol. That the word chashmal is chosh, is silent and circumcised. Umitoicha dumus dalet chayis. And from it, after you have the chashmal, you have that circumcision, then you can have the image of the four animals. Now, the four animals also represent, because Aryeh represents the level of fear, right? The level of fear and level of love. Those are very, you know, real, physical things that would give a person a level 
of, uh, of, of, of love in that, in that way, if you're in love. But he says that still you have to have a circumcision in order to be able to uh, be able to uh, reveal your level of Av and Yiris Hashem, you still need to circumcise. You need the mole. So what is the a device to um, reveal and to be able to um, have the experience of that circumcision, to be able to have that natural love? is what we say my soul will be like dust to everybody so again the word offer is the same letters as the word offer as dust so when you have that level of humility that you become like dust for everybody that really opens you up that reveals that takes away that's like the bris or like the this thin membrane which takes away and opens it up and uh, reveals shall that can bring about the level of that is going to open up and it's going to reveal of that cover that's upon him so that that cover should not block anymore and to open it up like it says in the verse in Bamidbar Perikei, that he will uncover the head of the woman. That talks about a soita over there. So it says over there, upora, but we see that he uncovers Roshe Isha. In this case, when we talk about uncovering, we're talking about a positive thing to uncover the head, meaning to reveal so that things will enter your head. So we're saying that the Knesset Yisrael Nikra Isha Yiras Hashem because the gathering of Yidin in general when we call the Jewish people they are referred to as a woman who fears God because they have that natural fear in themselves. Every Yid has that fear of Hashem. V'tzorich legalis oitzer shal but we need to reveal that treasure of fear of heaven that we have inside us. We need to re- we have it, but we need to reveal that it has to come out. How is that revealed? Al uh, by making himself like dust to everyone. and through this he will tear down that or rip tear apart that covering that's upon him that extends to the person from his arrogance of spirit that brings that covers him up and humbling oneself that would tear away that blockage that cover because of his arrogance of spirit as he considers himself an existence. And an independent entity, independent of Hashem. He is, he is here. That's why he desires, desires. 
v'chofetz who, and he wants He wants that his will should be fulfilled. It's his arrogance that pushes him that he needs to have his way. V'tzorich who today they call it as my way or the highway. V'tzorich who levatesh gasus ruchay, and the person needs to bang up his arrogance of spirit. And it says, because of this, those are the pains that people have in this world. That come to a person. It's not because of a penalty of something. That's not because of a punishment. A person should not be sitting in this world peacefully. In other words, because I'm punished, that's why I get. That's not the reason. Because because we find with regards to Nebuchadnezzar, Harosha, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Ahmed Aleph, over there in the Gemara, and also in the Alkut, it says that he went three steps for the honor of Hashem Yisbarach. What happened, they were sending a letter to the king of Yehuda, Nebuchadnezzar. A very bad letter. But over there in the letter, the title and the heading, they wrote, honorable the people, and then they wrote Hashem after honoring the people. So Nebuchadnezzar went and switched around the order. And he said, no, that's not respectful. You have to write first Hashem, and then you write to the people. And it took him three steps to go ahead to tell the one who was delivering the message, it took him three steps to get to him to change around the language of the letter. Right? So, what happens for that? It's not even... You see, it's more for the steps rather than what he did. But it's the effort that he had to take three steps to go ahead and stop the thing and change it around. The Gemara said he honored, he merited... He went for the honor of Hashem. So they ruled and they gave him a kingdom for the entire world. For his seed afterwards, ad up to three generations. So if you see that a Russia like Nebuchadnezzar for going three steps for the honor of Hashem, the Abishta gives him three generations of being a king over the entire world. There isn't a Jewish person that hasn't honored Hashem such in a way like Nebuchadnezzar did. And he's fit, worthy to have all goodness of this world. So you can't say that the person isn't getting because he's punished for something because we see for honoring Hashem how much goodness you get in this world. Why would the Yid not get for all the things that he has done for Hashem even more good than that? So it must be the pains come to bang up the person to subdue him and to degrade his arrogance of spirit. It came to humble him. That's why a person has Pains, not because of, not because of punishment. He has it because he's supposed to 
become humble. As our sages tell us in Brochus, that it's better uh, one uh, strapping, one beating, etc. Because when a person sees that the pains come upon him, so his mind he becomes humble. His mind becomes uh, he becomes subdued. And that is very precious in God's eyes. That through that aspect, the chinas. His galus that brings about the revelation, the level bchinas priya, bchinas paray, that brings paray mina offer, as we said before, paray and offer are the same letters. Offer is the letter of dust, which represents humility. Paray means revelation. Revelation of paray comes through offer, comes through humility. Humility brings about the union of of revelation of paray. Oh. In Torah we have the Taimim, the Kudais, and Tagim, and Oisius. So he says, Zubichinas, Taimim, Shebetoira, Shebalper. What is the level of Taimim in the oral Torah? Now, in the oral Torah, he means here, because we don't write the timing on the Sefer Torah itself. Because in the Torah, there is no timing. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a Balkorah. Everybody can read, right? So that means the timing is of the oral Torah. That is like it says in Tehillim, Perikman Base. I think that's what he means. He doesn't, because he's not talking about the word timing, which also means reasons, because timing could mean, tam means tasting over here, which means these, that's what it's called, they give the taste for the words when you have the song with it, that's the timing, and that's the timing, he's not talking about here, I don't think, he's not talking about here, the reasonings of Torah that explains the Torah, but he's talking about the timing, the actually notes of the Torah, is like the post says in Tehillim Perikman Beis, that at the night time his song is with me. That it says at night time his song is with me, that means that the level of song and time in the notes, which is the tune, is with me, meaning it's with Hashem. It's on a very high level. What is the explanation? It says in Tehillim, David HaMelech said, It says that your statues have been a song to me, David HaMelech is saying. Where I live or where I... my. Uh, to understand it, what does it mean that they're a song? What does it mean they're a song? 
וגם לומון ננש דוד, and also why was דוד המלך punished על שקורא לדברי תוירס מירס for referring to the words of Torah as song. Hine Amru, so he says, we find our sages tell us in Gitten of Zion, Hashkim v'harev aleim l'beis ha-medrash v'hem kolim aleim. Go early and go late to the base medrash, to the study hall, and they will be destroyed by themselves. Of the Gemara is talking about that there was a neighbor of one of the Tanoim who was causing him a lot of troubles, and he didn't know what to do with him, and he had an opportunity to give him over to the government, you know, to get rid of him. He's just causing him a lot of thirst. And he said, he advised him, he says, no, no, no. He says, what you do is go early in the morning, go late at night, you go to the base medrash, and they will be destroyed by themselves. You don't have to go ahead and, and beat them and fight with them or do anything like that. So that's what his advice was. So he says, Hashkin medrash. Go early and late to base medrash, and call him Eli. And the idea is to exceed. The Pasik says until him, Ma'am, Rabbi Susiso Ato Shemelikai, that you, my God, have done a lot, your wonders, the Machshavai Secho, and your thoughts, Elena to us, there is no comparison to you, Agido Vadabro, Agido Vadabero, I will say and I will speak. It's it's larger, more than we can relate. Okay, and then we're gonna it's gonna to go into the explanation as possible. But I just wanted to because we're finishing up, I wanted to recap what we learned over here was so basically he was talking about the level because we were talking about the parikhoilam vinayimidalayir. So we're talking about the level of pare. So we introduced that what the level of pare is that the level of Pare is the level of revelation. And even though Pare, we know as a person, was one of Klippus, was one of the other side, was bad, and uh, represents the other side, the negative side, but yet, he says, we also have Pare in Kedusha. The idea of Pare of Kedusha is the idea of revelation. Pare means to reveal. And eventually, from this revelation, Raglao Yerdes was Pare of this world, created, but really Pare means a revelation of being able to see uh, godliness Hashem in a revealed way. And he pointed out that actually revelation actually brings danger with it sometimes. From the level of Sosim over there is Bracha. But when you come start talking about revelation and you bring revelation so there can be Sometimes danger, and that's why we have a pare come out from it. But he brings out the whole idea of revelation of pare is also the idea of a bris mila, because a bris mila is the idea of cutting away the foreskin. And then you have also the word pare in the word priya. Priya means it says that you have to do the mila, that's the main main skin, and then you also have to do the priya. And he goes about explaining that there could be there are certain blockages that interfere between a person being able to experience his closeness to Hashem. There's blockages in a spiritual level, there's a blockage in a person's heart. And some of them are the thick blockages, which is the bris, and then you have the priya to reveal it totally. And then he brought out the concept that the words para is also the same letters as the word offer, ha-offer. And he says that the way 
for one to remove the blockages is through humility because he explains the reason why one have, creates these blockages even through uh, means which are not prohibited but just through tivus, through desires in physical matters which is klipas noiga that comes from a person's arrogance because he feels himself as he's important and because he's important he has to have his way and therefore he has all these things and they become sort of a block and a cover on him so that he shouldn't be able to experience godliness so what is the way to approach this in order to reveal the priya to open up yourself to Hashem has to be the level of offer you have to be humble you have to have the level of humility and, and once you are humble then uh, you can uh, reveal godliness. And the Rebbe gave a, uh, a very important idea over here that when we see that sometimes we have difficulties, we shouldn't think that Hashem is uh, punishing us for something that we've done. Because, but that's but that's not that's not why we suffer. But the reason we should look at punishment as a means of helping us subdue ourselves, because those are a message. From Hashem, that you can, uh, that you need to subdue yourself. And as uh, the Rebbe writes in one of the sikhas, uh that if a person gets the message quickly, then the serum go away from him, because since their whole purpose is just to give him the message, so they don't have to last long, because it's all for a message. And once you get the message, then the Eibster gives you all all goodness from his open hand. So you have to fight the message, take the message, and. Reveal yourself, open yourself up, humble yourself, and then the Abishta sends you all the blessings to you and that you have everything that you need. Let's just make a, uh, a quick recap of what we learned and then we will continue. Yeah? Basically, the mimer is speaking to people and giving them advice how to hold on to the excitement that they experience during their davening to be able to prolong that experience that they shouldn't forget it throughout their day when they go out to their mundane activities and to be able to stick and to hold to that level of experience that they experience during the davening so that it should be with them throughout the day and not forget it. And he's going to explain that there is the davening with the revealed level, and then there is the inner level. The revealed level, what he calls here, is the avavira, that's the emotional part. So when you daven with that excitement, with the uh, revealed part of yourself, that is the level of expression when you get excited and you start loving Hashem and you start and you have fear of Hashem, which also doesn't come on easy. That's a very difficult process that requires circumcision, as we'll explain soon, to be able to reach to that level. But yet, in order for that dominant to stick, you have to go in to a deeper level within yourself which is the level of chachma, the level of intellect, and together with that Ava that you experience, that will help you in order to preserve that davening. This is basically 
in the avoidance Hashem, in the service of Hashem that the Mimer is getting to. But the Mimer begins with, first of all, the verse, and we will see how the verse is interpreted with regards to one's service to Hashem. That the words, Mikates Shnosayim Yomim, at the end of two years, in the literal sense means the end of two years, over here, the Shnosayim Yomim are representative of the level of when the Shnosayim uh, Yomim finishes, meaning that they don't last, Mikates, and that is the level of one's service to Hashem. And then what happens, and then he goes on to the seven cows, which is the seven midos, as we will learn later on. But in the beginning of the Mimer, he wants to tell you that there is an equation, brings the verse between what goes on in the Torah and what goes on in the human soul. And he brings the Pasuk of Zeislif Nimbi Yisrael. And he says that just like the Torah has two parts, the open part and the revealed part, he says also the human being has the revealed part and the open part. But not only Torah, Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because the Torah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's vehicle into the world. So in Torah there is the hidden level and is the open level. And he says the open level by the person, the revealed level, is his love and fear, his avavira. But the hidden level by the person is the person's chokhmah. And then he starts to bring the equation from the inner and the outer because he's going to want to explain what does it mean, the inner level, the level of chokhmah by the person, what does it mean to employ that inner level? So he brings the example, he's going to explain the inner and outer level of Torah. Okay, and he says in Torah we also have an inner level and we have an outer level and he brings down the fact that the Torah is made up from tanto, meaning timing, this is the trap, the song of Torah then you have the nikudos, you have the uh, dots which appear on the Torah you have the tagim, you have the crowns, little crowns and then you have the oisios, the letters now there is a difference Right? There is a difference between the timing because the tone, the nigun, the, the uh, cantillation, what they call the trap, is not something which is written inside the Torah. So that means that the trap basically that represents the oral Torah, which is a higher level, which has not come down yet into the written Torah. And he will explain that the inner and outer part of the Torah is the Torah and the Torah song. So there is the timing of the Torah, and then there is the actual written in the Torah. He's going to go into a detailed explanation about what the meaning of the Torah song is, and what is the meaning of the regular Torah. Now, the Torah song is the equivalent to the inner part of the soul, not only with the inner part of the soul. That's the connection that he wants to bring here from the Torah to the human body, to the person. So, the fact that we're talking about the open level by the person, okay, so he brings down the open level by the person, which is the person, as we say, the love and fear, is also known as the level of 
Paroi. Paroi was a Russia in the Klippa. But he says, everything that we have in the negative side has its counterpart in the Kedusha, has in holiness, has in the person. So the revealed part within the person, the revealed part of godliness, is Kedusha, right? Now, from Kedusha, eventually, it deteriorates into the other side that it becomes Klippa, it becomes, you get Pari in this world. What does Pari in this world represent? Pari said, I don't know God. Pari, the Klippa Pari is forgetfulness. So notice here, we're starting to talk about that from openness, from the level of the revealed level, there comes out, there can come out a level of Pari, which is the level of forgetfulness, as he quotes Raglao Yerdish Mavis. But he says, when you talk about what's hidden from the eye, which means you talk about the hidden part of Torah, you talk about the hidden part of your soul, that helps you remember. And he's going to bring that out, that when you dava not only with your Ava V'yira, but you dava with your Chochmah, as he's going to explain, then you can preserve, then you don't have to worry about forgetfulness. Because as he brings out, that from the level of Chochmah, comes the level of remembrance. He brings down the different levels. Now, first he says, even for a person to reach that level of open love and fear of Hashem, of God and His davening, he still has to be able to cut away uh, the uh, cover that blocks a person from being able to have that experience. Because you know, you can just, you know, imagine things just as in a tzir, or you can really feel it in your heart. That's a whole different level, feeling it in your heart. So in order to have the real experience of closeness uh, to Hashem, even at the revealed level, um, and we want to have a, a meditation in, 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 in God's real, that He didn't change to be... Uh, uh, you know, connected in a, in, in a deeper and really touch you. So then, uh, that means that level is called miyalalon hashemaima. In other words, you're going up to the skies, meaning to connect to Hashem. So the words of miyalalon hashemaima, the first letters of those words make up the words mila circumcision, and the last letters of those words miyalalon make up the words of yudkei vavkei. So that means that in order to go up to the Shamayim, to reach that level, you first must make a circumcision because uh, there is something that blocks, your sins block between you and Hashem. And likewise, in the person, we have the level of, we have the level of umaltem es orlas levavchem, that the verse tells us you must circumcise your heart. And in circumcision, he says, in other words, to come to that level, revealed level, there's two things required. We have the thicker skin, which is removed by the first cut, but then we also have the priya. There's this thin membrane that reveals, that covers everything up. How do we divide these two things? So the thick membrane talks about the, the, the mila, the actual cut that takes away the foreskin, that's talking about real prohibitions, negative things you must cut away. 
that will not allow you to experience Ava Vira if you have on your heart such a kind of a cover. That interrupts between your ability of experiencing Hashem if you have things covering you. But that is not enough. We also have to remove the thin skin. The thin skin, that refers to things that are really permissible, but rather uh, indulging in permissible matters which come from the klipas noiga, those are the klipas that are not prohibited. <coughs> you can make a bracha them, you can eat it, you're allowed to. But if you're indulging them, that also blocks you from being able to experience And that's why we must cut that, that away. And he says, that is, now he starts off to have this real deep feeling of Hashem. But he adds and he says, even for the natural love and fear that a person has, to Hashem, uh, like it's like from the Merkava, as it says, even for that, it says over there, Chashmal, which means Mol, which means there has to be the circumcision. As we learned in the previous Mimer, the whole idea of Chosh Mol, or the idea of, of, of Mila. So, of course, to have a, a real experience of love and God, of, of fear of God, you must have the circumcision. But even for the simple, level of an experience of love and God, you can't be engrossed, you can't be involved in materialistic matters to really have an experience. That means the Mila. So if you want to experience Yudke Vavke that comes, you have to have the Mila, you have to have circumcision. Otherwise, you can't experience the Yudke Vavke. And that's the Miyala Lona Shumayma. So what does it mean? How does one cut away that piece in order to get that revealed level? He says that is by practicing humility. By humbling oneself. And he says the words paroi, which means revelation in this. In other words, you should have the revealed level, is the same level as the letters of the word ha'afar, which means the dust, the earth of the ground. Dust represents the low level. That means that represents humility. As we say, that my soul shall be dust to everyone. That means that, like dust means humility. That means humbling yourself. And he says that when you have the level of offer, humility, then you can have that uncovering. He uses the verse that we learn that he shall uncover the head of the woman, which the Pasik talks about in Bamidbar. He says, Isha is reference to the Jewish people who are, uh, who are considered a Yiras Hashem. We are a wife because we have Yiras Hashem. That uncovering means to uncover within ourselves that level of treasure that we have, a level of a treasure of Yerush Hashem, which comes through the level of offer. It comes through the level of humility. Through our humility, we can experience that. That takes away and that tears away all the uh, obstacles, all the covers, all the curtains, everything that blocks on our... uh, on our ability to be sensitive, to be able to experience a true love and awe of Hashem. Because he says, the only reason why we don't, why does a person indulge, he says, it's only because of his arrogant spirit. Because he thinks, I deserve, I need, it's all about him. So therefore he has this urge, and he has to fulfill his needs. And that's why he indulges in this. And the Rebbe explains further, that this is the reason that pains come to a person in this world. He says, that's God forbid, not a punishment. 
These pains come to subdue the person, to shake him up and remind him that he needs to be humble, that he needs to be practice humility. Because he says it's impossible to say that a person gets pains in this world as punishment. Because he says, take a look at Nebuchadnezzar, who, because he went three steps to honor Hashem, by making sure that God has written the letter first. He was an evil king. He, and the message that he sent was evil too. To the king of Yehuda he was sending them. But he said it was disrespectful to write God's name after greetings to the, uh, to the king. So he went back He says, no, change it. Write to the God of the Jews first. That respect to Hashem earned him three generations of being king over the entire world. Can you imagine? The Alter Rebbe says, there can, there's not a single Jew exists that didn't honor Hashem more than Nebuchadnezzar. So that means that because pains, that means we deserve, if Nebuchadnezzar deserves to be a king over the world, we deserve all goodness. But the reason why we get pain and not a punishment is to subdue us. And uh, he says, when a person experiences sometimes hardship, he becomes humble. That is very precious, he says to Hashem. Okay, so that is a way of experiencing what? You know, I heard that... Um, oh, sorry. Yes? Good. That, uh, you know, this fellow Bernie Madoff actually right. did feel shame or regret Okay. what he did. He was humbled by that experience. By the experience. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, uh, probably... In most of the situations, it's the person's, it's the person's lack of judgment or their person's uh, feeling more of themselves uh, and important in their eyes, and they become arrogant, and that leads them to make mistakes in judgment. And then later on, once they get caught up in it, they just—it's hard to get out of the uh, of the cycle of uh, you know it pulls you, it keeps on pulling you down. And that's why we talk about here. The main point of it here is to practice humility in order to have a real experience. If you want to have a connection to God, you know, like I like to say, ego stands for exit, God out. You know, it means, that means it's you, but not God. But if you practice humility, that means that you recognize that I'm a nobody, it's all about Hashem, it's not about me. Which is a major challenge. That's why we have to study and work on this. This is a uh, major challenge that we have to deal with. Okay, so now... Where this this talks this section of the Mimer talks about the uh, we're going to start now looking at going inside. Uh, this talks about the revealed part of Torah, right? So now we're going to go yesh tanto. So now we're going to go back to what we mentioned before that in Torah there is taimim, nekudes, teves, and oisies. Uh, I mean, tagim anoisius, I said, tagim anoisius, which means timim are the cantillation, that's the song of the Torah, and the nikud are the dots that we find in the Torah on top of the letters, and the tagim are the crowns that some layers, shatnis gates, they have special crowns, and then you have the letters themselves. So, he says like this, Ubechinas timim shebe Torah, and the level of this song of Torah is Shabal Peh. That is, the, the Hebrew doesn't read so well here. I'm wondering if there's just some sort of a, 
of a type over here. But the timing of the Torah, they're the oral Torah. So, and because seems to me what he's saying here, because the other three levels of the dots, the crowns, the tagim, and the letters, those are written in the Torah. But we don't have any trap in the Torah. Can you imagine if we didn't need a Balkorah to go ahead and prepare the Torah reading? You had the trap right in there, yeah? No signals, no nothing? Because you had it right inside of the, of the Torah reading. That would be like uh, uh, pretty easy. But we have that's called the level of the Torah Shabbat Peh, yeah? Those signals... Right. I heard it's called kironomics, kironomics, and it comes from way back. I don't. We make our own signals, so it's just really reinvented the, that not reinvented the wheel, but reinvented something that was used before they had it written down. Rashi, I was told Rashi knew about that. Really? Okay, perhaps. But the best is that Abalkora prepares and actually uh, comes uh, well, uh, well prepared and makes a uh, few mistakes. <laughs> that would be the best. So you don't need, uh, you don't need, uh, you shouldn't need to have to come on to, uh, I guess, uh, these kinds of ways of reading. And anyways, so what is this level? So that's Kamesha Kosuv. That is like we find in the Tehillim, in chapter 42, Tehillim and Beis, it says, Uvalaylo Shiroi Imi. Imi. So this is basically, as Emmanuel pointed out yesterday, this is basically Dover HaMelech saying that at nighttime, Shiroi, God's song, he was referring to the Torah, is with me, meaning with Dover HaMelech. But in this context over here, the Rebbe is going to explain, the Rebbe is explaining that the level of song is sort of Imi, is with me. We're going to go through to an uh, to a in-depth explanation now, what is the idea of the Song of Torah? So he says, The level of song and the level of the contemplation, those are the Song of Torah, who imi, that is with me. And to explain this idea, what is this level of song? And eventually that level of song is going to be interpreted as the sosim, the hidden part of the Torah. And that is the hidden part of the person's service of Hashem, which is going to help him not to forget the Avavira as opposed to the revealed level. That's going to be explained later on. But now we're going to explain the revealed, the idea of the song of the Torah. And the Zois Lifnim be Yisrael, as the start of the Maimir, is going to tell us that what we find over here is the inside of Yisrael. So it says, like the Pasik says in Tilim Kufutes, it says there's Zmiris Hoyuli Chukecha Beveis Meguroi. Dovra Melech was saying with regards to Hashem's statues, they were like a song to me in the house of Meguroi. Meguroi is where I lived, where I feared, in the house of Lovan, basically, uh, where he was a stranger. So he says, Ulahovin Zeh. And understanding this, what does it mean they were a song to me? What did they mean by a song? And further, and also we have to understand, Why was David Amalek punished for calling the words of Torah Zemiris? So, because the way the Altarebbe will explain, we'll see that the level of Zemiris is actually a very high level of Torah. And yet we find that David Amalek was punished for it. Why would he be punished? If it's such a high level, he called it a song. The song of Torah is supposed to be a very 
good praise of the Torah. And we'll see later on. Al-Tareb is going to explain that it's not only a song, and because he confined it to being just a song at one level, and he didn't reach it at a high level, that's what was punished. But the Torah is a song. That doesn't negate that. That the Torah, that's a beautiful praise of the Torah. It doesn't stop by the song. It goes further, much deeper than the song. But the fact that it is a song is something positive. It's not something negative. As long as you realize and you know that the song is not the end of the praise of Hashem. So he's going to introduce this by bringing down what the Gemara says in Gitten, Davzayin, Omadalaf. It says, Hashkim So this rabbi was suffering greatly from his neighbors over there, and he was trying to get permission from this other rabbi to go ahead and give them over to the to slander them to the government to get rid of them once and for all. And he asked him his advice. He says, No, no, no. He says, God, tolerate them. Just you go earlier to the study hall, stay later in the study hall, and they will be. Uh, gone by themselves. So, what does that mean? How's that going to help them? And the Al-Tareb is going to explain that the level of song is actually the level of Torah which provides the vitality for everything in this world. The Torah is the vehicle in which Hashem brings the light, His light into the world, and His existence. And everything that lives in the world connects through the Torah. To, and that's how they get their sustenance, they get their life. He's saying, if you go earlier and later to Bismedrish, which means you are increased your level of Torah, so their highest, their livelihood that they're getting from the Torah, because they're also getting it in a backwards kind of way from the Torah, they will dissipate, they will cease of being, because it will be re-energized, the source, so they can't rebel against, as we'll see, as the Altarev will say later on. But first, the Altarebbe goes into a lengthy explanation now to explaining the entire, entire verse in Tehillim Mem. He's going to take every section of this verse and he's going to explain what it means. But in Yenhu, the idea is the Xiv. It's written in Tehillim in chapter Mem. It says, Rabbis osiso ato Hashem He says, God, you, God by God, have done lots, multiple, Multitude, rabbis, a lot. A lot of things you've done. And he's going to explain all this, that in order for Hashem to come down, to be Hashem Elokai, to be mine, there needed to be created a multitude. In other words, in order for the world and for a human, a creation, not only a human being, for a creation to be able to perceive, to become Hashem Elokai, that is the level of rabbis that there had to be a multitude, meaning from Hashem's unity, there could be no connection to this world. As we'll learn further, he says, Your wonders and your thoughts is Elenu, is to us, is for us. And he's going to explain all this. He says, There's nothing compared to you. I will say and I will speak. Otsmum is is more than you can count. Ubiurakosov. So now we're going to explain the verse piece by piece. He says, Rabois Osiso. Rabois meaning 
Anything that is rabbis, that is great. Pirush, rabbis. What does it mean, rabbis? Anything that is a lot, that is rav. What is a rav? Rav means uh, great. So rabbis. Kol dover shu rav but is great and is powerful. What does it mean? What is great and what is powerful? The hainu oilam esel Those are the worlds above. Those are mighty. They're great. Hagdoilus in the road. They're big and they're awesome. Big and awesome means on the level of godliness and holiness, they're big and awesome. If you talk about Atsilus, Beriya, Yitzira, then higher, we're talking about spiritual worlds. They are awesome and they are big. Bibchinas. So we're saying Osiso. It means, what does it mean, Osiso? You have made. Which means, Bibchinas Asiya Gashmis. It's just like a physical making. In other words, one can say God thought up these larger worlds, these great worlds. That would mean that these great worlds come from God's thoughts, so to speak. So that would show on a higher level of godliness. Hashem is saying that even the rabbis over here in this Pesach is osiso. He just made it. Just like the act of doing by a human being so to speak, Kavayochel it's a metaphor so we understand the things and the, the, the powerful not to really understand but means to have some sort of a concept that just like the act of a person is only a very external part of the person so we're sort of saying that this rabbis these great things are only like a person would be doing a physical act that's how distant they really are from Hashem's real greatness. So we have a, some sort of a uh, uh, framework of what to compare this. Which means, They didn't come, they have descended and involved from one, from a cause to effect, a cause to effect, like a chain reaction, that's called the Shtalshlus, the Madregis Rabbis with many levels, Vishoynois and different types of levels. Kimaisha Omar Biposuk. Like he says in the Posuk, in the end of the verse it says, Agidova Dabeiro, Otspum is that I will say and I will speak. There are too many from counting, which means you cannot count the level of Madregis that it comes down to. Ad until it descended into the physical act that we know of here. like the Posig in Tehillim continues in Pere Kuf Lamed Hey, it says, Lomo Yoimru, why shall they say the Goyim? Right? It says, but it says, Aye Elekehem. Aye normally means where? Where is their God? So what he's saying over here, where is their God, meaning that God is actually not revealed. Meaning, when we're talking about all creations, really, the nations and all creations, as the verse says, Hashem is exalted above everything. So basically he's saying, means... Where? Where meaning there's really no connection, there's nothing that we see in this world. 
ולא יודו ולא יבינו, and they will not know, and they won't understand, כי כל אשר חופץ השם עושה, that everything that Hashem wanted, He made. In other words, that everything that is here seems like so distant from Hashem, so that everything you want, it was also, He made it. In other words, that a descendant, that God's want has evolved, has gone down, that is in a physical act. So, what the Pasuk is saying, all these great things is only, is only a doing, it's a tremendous descent, everything that you have done. But why did Hashem do all this? The Pasuk continues. The Kolkach Lama, why did Hashem do all this? Is Kidei Shegiya, in order there should be Hashem Elikai. The Pasuk says, Rabbi Sesiso, Ato Hashem Elikai, so that you will be my God, Elikashali, my God. Al Yidei Ki Niflo Yisecho, Umachshiv Yisecho Eleinu. Through this, that Hashem's wonders and Hashem's thought will become to us because the world has been so distant. But Hashem will come to us. The Hashem's Nifloi Secha was Machshvei Secha Eilenu is to give us the opportunity to experience His Niflois and His Machshava. So He's going to explain. What does it mean? This is really a reference to Torah. Niflo Yisecha, Machshav Yisecha. Hashem's wonders and Hashem's thought to be to us is a reference to Torah. While Hashem, this is Hashem's wonders and Hashem's thought. Of course, what the Torah is, the wisdom of God. We know it's Hashem's thought. And so he says like this. Pirush, Iker Galuso, the main revelation of the Torah, Hu it comes from wisdom, because it's Hashem's wisdom, because the ideas of Torah that we study, they're so to speak, so to speak, it's Hashem's wisdom. It's really God's will, not just God's wisdom. And the two levels of represent God's want and God's thought, which means God's Hashem and His will is one, which means the level of rotzin. Why did why do things? Why is the will? Why is the ruling such and such? Why do we rule in a case? Because that is God's will, and then so there is God's will, and then there is God's thought. The level of God's will is referenced by the words "vezeu nifle oisecha." That is wonders, which means "mashehu mufla." That which is above, separated, and distinguished, and covered. Which means, we don't understand. Some reasonings are chachma, are logical, and some we don't understand. It's his will. That's what he wants to do. Maybe in the Torah we can look at it. There's some laws that don't have no explanation, right? Let's talk about in our level. Here we're talking about in Atzilus, the highest level, but let's talk in our level. To us, some mitzvahs are logical, and some mitzvahs are just God wants you to do so. Why do you do so? Because the king tells you to do so. That's what you do. 
So the revealed are called Machshav Yisecha. That's his thought. Because we understand it, or we think we understand it. But Niflo Yisecha is She'ein Boi Hasoga Klal. There is no grasping at all. Pele Elyon. It's the upper, the wonder of above. It's Hashem's wonder. So that's the level of Niflo Yisecha. That's in the Pasuk. And then we have Umachshiv Yisecha, who begins Chachma Elah. So that's the level of the Chachma of above. Basically the Chachma of Atzilus. The Chachma of Atzilus, it doesn't say these words, but it's understood. And Niflois. So how do we get Hashem's will? How do we get Hashem's wisdom to us? Nimshach Eleina Al-Deya That comes to us through Torah. Hashem's will and Hashem's Chachma is through Torah. So that is so in order, so Hashem created all these things. It should be Hashem Alekai. should be my God. Hashem is going to be my God through the Torah because that's the way we're going to get And then finally, the Postic says, It's actually Otsmu Misapir. From relating, it's more than we can say. I, I said the word misper from counting. It's wrong. It's misapir, meaning from being able to relate Hashem's great. This is the same same idea here. So what does it mean? He says, uh, In order for it to be this chain reaction, such a great descent, from such a high an elevated level. Ad bechinas matameoid until the level of very low. Hutzrech liyoyz kamo minei oilamoyz ein misbar. So there was necessary to be many types of world that ein misbar, which have no number. Here the word is misbar, number. There needed to be so many uh, levels. Minim minim shoyim. Yeah, these things you just got to know. There's no vowels in this thing. <laughs> so you got to know. Or sometimes you don't know, so you say it wrong. <laughs> so it's minim, miminim, shoinim. It's various different kinds, all different types. Ukamayshe Kosuf. As the verse states in Eiv Chavhei, when we want to describe the all, the uh, number of creations, so we say, Hayesh Mispur Legedudov. Is there a number to Hashem's battalions. And then the Gemara asked the question, what do you mean there's no number? Hashem's battalions means those who serve Hashem. There's no number. But there's another verse in Daniel, Zion. It says over there, So over there it says, 10,000 serve me and 10,000 times 10,000. A large number are before Hashem, it says in Daniel. Okay, but 10,000 times 10,000 10,000 is not unlimited. So the Gemara asked the question, how could you reconcile in one place it says, is there a number to the battalions? And then other ones gives you a large number. The Gemara answers, that's the number of one battalion. When Daniel was talking about what's the number of one battalion. But there is an unlimited amount of battalions. Now that's another question. And that's the whole idea here also. That you take from finite battalions, each battalion has finite, and then you have infinite, 
finite battalions, basically. But it's just, here we're not discussing that, here we're telling you, the, it's just an enormous, just to try to give us a little bit of a concept of what we're talking about over here. And then you have, that's just one room. means a level. A room is here, is one level, one room of light where Hashem reveals Himself. But there is uh, endless amount of rooms, endless amount of revelations. And that is the meaning of the Pasik, Otsmu uh, Misaper. We can't even relate how much there are because there's no, there's no end to it. Ba'afal became. And yet, so notwithstanding that there are so many levels, so we, what do we have to understand? So we look at ourselves on a low level pretty much over here in the world of Asiya. But then we say there are so many upper levels, so somebody has to be closer to Hashem than we are, right? If there is so many higher levels than us, infinitely higher levels, and infinite malachim, and infinite gedudim, infinite battalions, so somebody up there must be closer to him, in a way, but yet we say, and still we say, that's the Pasuk says, quoting the Pasuk, they're all, there is no, nothing compares to you. Which means, even the very high level, that's the beginning, that's the root of the beginning of creations. If you try to measure it next to the essence of Hashem, he has no comparison, there's no value next to Hashem. He's not of the value, he's not of the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Nothing is compared, nothing is in that. It's a different dimension. It's not even, it's not in that, it's not in the ballpark, it's not higher. In the, in the uh, Tanya, he gives an example for something like that to understand. He says, well, somebody's going to tell you, for example, about a uh, person who's a great genius that he can come up with such an idea that you can't touch it with your hands. You know, what is touching with hands is not, doesn't come into, ideas are not measured by touching the hand. In other words, it's not in that category, Bechlal, to be measured. So, it's Einareich, there's no measurement. Because the created being is either a created Nivra, which is Mamish, which is a further level of creation, or Netzal, which means separated, a higher type of a creation. But V'yeshloi Hascholas Gevul, there is a beginning. Hashem has no beginning, there's no limit. Everybody has a beginning. There was a time, what does it mean beginning? There was a time that He was not, that it was not, that the Netzal was not. They've been brought into Mashiach came Baruch as opposed to when we talk about the Creator, blessed be He, the Kamei, Next to Hashem, everything is considered like nothing. Relative next to Hashem, everything is considered like non-existence. And therefore, that first level, and the last level, the lowest level, not only can we not compare, to him it's all the same. The highest level, he is so not part of this, that it's not like if you have a, 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 a millionaire, a billionaire, right? 
but his billions are made up at the end of the day of dollars, right? Single dollars. In other words, if you would take away one dollar from the billionaire, he'll be a billionaire minus one dollar, right? Because his billions are made up from the dollar. That's what makes him into the billionaire, because it's by count by that way. But somebody who's not in that framework at all, he's not part of it, so whether it's a billion or one, don't make a difference to him. Because to believe something which comes made up from fire, it makes no difference. So, if everything is equal, so what does he do? All this thing, all this descent. In order for the world to come down to the way Hashem wanted it to be, right? Madregas. So next to him, it's all the same. But for the world to be the way the world is supposed to be, Hutzrech, Liyes, Madregis, Otsmu, Mesaper. They needed to be levels which are more than we can relate. Shaloyi, Vatlo, Oilamois, Mimtsiusov. So in order that the world should not be nullified from their existence, in other words, if they didn't go through all those concealment, they could not be as they are, as Hashem wanted them to be, and receive, you know, the godliness in this world, because they would be extinct, they would be nullified, it would be too powerful. In order for them to receive in their state, the way they are, they had to go through all these contractions. The cause so all this is, Ubishvil, Shayiya, that in order to be Avaya Likai, so Hashem should be my God, and Hashem's wonder, which is, again, the wonder is Ratzon, Hashem's will, and Hashem Achshavos to be Keniska Le'il, which is the two levels of Torah, the Chochmah, and the Ratzon. And now, then, now from this, the Rebbe is going to go away to explain that notwithstanding the fact that we are the lowest of the levels over here, right? And we receive but we become later on the vitality of the whole world. Just like the earth, the Rebbe is going to bring the dust, the ground, the earth is the lowest in the world. Yet that grows, everything lives from the ground. The same thing is, notwithstanding the fact that we are the lowest, but everything else comes from this. But for that, we'll have to wait till tomorrow, Mr. Shah. We're still trying to, to bring out. Uh, the point, you know, how to want to uh, continue his experience of davening, uh, in which he has the Ava Vayira, he has an open love and fear of Hashem, so that it lasts through the day. And he, uh, he went on to equate what goes on in the Torah to the human being. Uh, the Torah, there is the hidden and there is the revealed. The person has also the hidden and the revealed. And soon we'll see how the revealed part... He's going to get back to it, but the reveal part is one's external expression of his excitement of love and, 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 and fear of, of, of Hashem. And while his inner um, while his inner uh, part is his intellectual part, that's his part of Chochmah bin Adas, his union of Chabad. And um, he said that um, in Torah, we have to equate this to Torah. In Torah, we also have uh, the uh, revealed and the hidden level of Torah. So first he talked about the revealed level. Um, and the revealed level is also a, a work to 
get to that level of Ahava Yira uh, that you have to uh, uh, experience. Uh, you have to experience the Milo, you have to experience circumcision, that means uh, you know, uh, cutting away some of your um, things, uh, not only prohibitions, but even overindulgence in physical matters become like a barrier block a person from being able to experience fully Hashem. Uh, and he says, really, uh, what it means is that a person needs to do, he has to become like dust. And he says that the words offer, ha-offer, is the same letter as pare, pare meaning revealed, and the offer meaning that one has to uh, consider himself like dust. And he says that also when sometimes a person experiences, you know, uh, pain in this world, he says it's coming for... Uh, subdue the person, not as punishment as he brings out. So now, then we started learning about the uh, hidden part of Torah, the level of of, of timing, the level of Torah, Torah. And basically, he went through explaining a whole verse. Um, there's a verse in in the in the Tehillim from chapter forty, in in which is you know that's basically what he explained, in which the pasuk talks about. Um, the um, the endless uh, infinite greatness of Hashem uh, from uh, being able to come down into this world that Hashem in His self and His greatness is, is is way beyond. He goes through a whole thing in the pasuk of Niflisecha uh, Machshevisecha, but uh, uh, basically uh, he came up with is that. Uh, there is a level of, of 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 Torah which is the hidden level of Torah, and um, um, and it is through the Torah that um, um, Hashem can become revealed to us. The whole world and all of His creations and everything, you know, comes. Uh, is sort of disconnected from Hashem. It's only through uh, the level of Torah that we can uh, connect. Uh, Torah connects us. So now we're going to continue to discuss um, the idea that, you know, although we are the furthest away from Hashem, uh, yet uh, we have the ability to bring Hashem down into this world. He's going to bring the um, the uh, example, the parable from the offer from the sand, in which although it's the lowest in the level, and yet that makes everything grow. But first, he's going to say that in the beginning, when God made all these creations that we're talking about, holy vishtalshulus and the um, you know multitude of things and greatness and everything else, they came originally. They came from Hashem by Himself, out of His own kindness. This is what He wanted to do. But now, in order for us to continue to energize this world, we have to invest something in it. Now it's up to us. That's the job of us, of the Jewish people, is to bring Hashem into this world. So He says like this, Vihine, you have the place? Vihine, yeah. yeah. Before the Torah was given, there were those above, there were those below. 
but nizoynim bechazdei shalakodesh baruchu. They were nurtured with God's kindness. With God's kindness, meaning we didn't have to do anything to receive it, but it was just came. The flow came automatically from Hashem. Dahainu. That is shahoyo mozoin oilamois. That the uh, sustenance of the worlds. Uh, of all worlds, the upper worlds, the lower worlds, and their energy, so how it extended from their root and from their beginnings, from above to below, it was it was like a benevolence, it was a gift from Hashem, that was a simple kindness, it was an arousal from above alone. It was just coming from Hashem that Hashem gave it to us in His, you know, kind of Harusa de Torah, but after the giving of the Torah, in other words, once we became a people and Hashem gave us the Torah, that gave us responsibility. So what gives existence, what nurtures the world, that has to be through the act, that happens through the act of those below. What? When we do Torah and mitzvahs, and now it's it comes from below to above. So now we are the ones, it's not coming, the flow is not just coming, now we have to work. We start from below and we bring it down. So it starts from us and then it goes up. So to give us this understanding how even though we are low, how could we, it would almost seem that you got to be on top in order to push it down to the bottom. How could you be on the bottom and pull it down and, 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 and start from the bottom uh, to get it uh, from the top? So he gives an example. Okamoi. Lemoshul, take for example, Eretz Halazu Hagashmis, this physical world. Shemitzamachas Komine Tanugim, that grows all types of delights. Vehem, and that is the what grows is Mozen Haodom, that is the nourishment of the human. Vikim Vichayusi, that's his existence. Vikim Chayusi. And that, that sustains his life. So you need from the earth, what grows from the physical earth, to sustain one's life. Now, that is for vegetarians for sure. Because they only uh, eat you know, things that go from the ground. But the gam kshaodam oichel mibal chai. And even if a person does eat from a living... Uh, from a living living things, so the living things also the main growth and vitality, the energy, the life force of the animal, the balchai, is is also from what he eats from the ground. So eventually, it goes back to the ground. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about so those those animals that sustain themselves just on. On killing other animals, but the truth is, I'm just thinking that even animals that kill other animals eventually 
those animals comes, it starts with the ground. Everything comes from the food from the ground because those that they eat also come from the ground. But in any event, it goes back to the ground. So what does it come out? Nimtso. So it turns out, Shakol Mozin Odom. So that it turns out that the entire nourishment and the life of a person who comes through sorting out. What does it mean sorting out? That you chose the goodness that is hidden in the ground. The ground has the vitamins, the energy, the things that give the person life. You are taking out, if you look at the ground like this, the sand, the dust, you don't see the value in the, in the, in the, in the earth. You don't see, it just looks like you step on it, right? But eventually, we take out from the ground the best that it has what to offer. That's our life. Our life depends on, on what goes on on the ground, right? So, by way of example, how, what is the nourishment of the upper worlds? Who is from what? Is that from what they receive their energy from the Torah? which is in this low world. That is the life. That is the nourishment of the upper worlds. Our st- Torah study in this audits is the nourishment of the food, of the energy. That means we provide for the energy for those above. Now, he's going to bring with He may conceive there's a verse that says in Mishlei, Perik Dalit, Salsalo, Usurei Salsalo means, in this context, he's going to explain to sort of comb, uh, separate each strand. It's like the here. It says Salsalo, if you are misalsal the Torah, as we say, it will raise you. What does it mean? Um, you know, when you study uh, the Talmud or other parts of Torah, it seems to be all bunched together. And there is work that goes in to separate and make a distinction and to place each law in its proper place. In other words, to separate, to, to, to identify, to define, to separate, and put each halacha in the right place. You know, can't you say it's kosher? It's not just kosher. It depends. If it was cooked in such a pot, if it's waited 24 hours, what happened with the milk? What happened with the dairy? You know, then there's so many little details and details and details, and you got to pick it apart and separate it. And then you come up with a ruling. This is called, the idea of salsala is like by the hair, if you have a chunk of hair, and you're separating each strand, making it stand individually. Ka'adam shemisalsil beside is like one who is uh, playing with his hair or combing his hair. Sheyiyya kol nima bifne atzma, so that each strand should be individually. 
Kahu, the same thing it is, Bechol Prote Haloches and Mispar, in all details of the law that have no number. So that in this subject, the law is such. And this subject, the law should be so. So, that extends that uh, separation, that distinction, the definitions and the separate rulings extends that comes from the upper level of wisdom, that's God's wisdom, which is the level, as we learned earlier from the verse, that I mentioned earlier, which is God's will, is the Pella, is God's will, is God's wisdom. And uh, this is basically... Uh, bringing down God's wisdom. So before you separate all these pieces, so technically, when we come and we figure out a ruling, like a law, we study, right? So the ruling, the way we figure it out, this is God's will, this is God's wishes, this is God's want, right? What we want, what we figure out over here. Who, who is the one that figured it out? Who is the one that brought it out into, the, into this world? It's the people that study it. The people that learn, they bring down God's wisdom and God's will into the world. Because before it was bunched up. It wasn't, it was all, it was like a, uh, everything together and you didn't know the difference and you didn't know the wisdom, you didn't know the ruling, you didn't know God's want. But after you figure things out, then all of a sudden you see what God wants and you see God's wisdom. That is God's wisdom. So that means the power of Torah, what we do with Torah, is that we bring down the level of Hashem's wisdom and will into the world. This is also what David HaMelech, the king of blessed memory, he said in Tehillim chapter 92, Tzadik Beis, he says, Magodlu ma'asecho Hashem ma'oid amku ma'asecho so, he said, how great are your actions, Hashem. Uh, and, uh, very deep is your thoughts. So, as, we will, as he will explain, that Hashem's greatness over here uh, is also... Um, is also through, in order to come out into all the details. Because for Hashem to sort of uh, lower himself into these, like calling this Hashem's wisdom, that is sort of a greatness for Hashem. And the thought, which means the depth of it is even deeper. Let's see how he explains. Pirush Godlu. What does it mean, great? My God, how great? So, how great means, not how big, but rather, similar to what our teachers of blessed memory, they said, 
במקום שאתה מוצא גדולוסוי, שום אתה מוצא אנבוסנוסוי. That wherever you find God's greatness, that's really the place where you find his humility. Because if we can tap in, if we can describe Hashem is great, that means that we have already somewhat of a comprehension of that level, because we call him great. Great, we can only say somebody is great if we can identify his greatness, if we have a measuring stick to uh, measure his greatness. Because if we have no idea, what does he mean? Then it's totally hidden. There's no, there is no way for you to saying he's great because it's not something that you know. It's not something that you can experience. How, how are you going to know that it's great? When you're already saying that he's great, you are talking already about Hashem the way it dresses up in a garment, so now he looks like he is great, and now we're calling him great. So that means wherever you find his greatness, if he's great, means that that is his humility, because for him to allow himself to be called great, for him to, that is a humility, because that's a descent, that's not really his level. Because in his real level, we don't know him as great. It's not something that we can say that he's great because he's beyond us to even know that he's great. We don't know of that. Explain. Because the truth is, why do the sages say that it's humility? Because before Hashem, it doesn't make sense, doesn't apply to him the level of greatness in truth. Why? Since, quoting the verse, God is great and very appraised. And to his greatness, there is no investigation. We can't comprehend that. There's nothing that we know about it. So how are we going to identify him as great when we cannot comprehend his greatness? So we can't say about him great because we don't have the means of comprehending that greatness because there is no investigation of his greatness. And he's not at all connected, and he's not valued by any any valuation. You can't evaluate him, you can't measure him, and he's not in a place at all. To call on him great, big. If you take a person in, in, in space, you can say he takes up a lot of space. He's Godol. He's a big guy, right? Or it's a big building. It's in space. What is he, how do you identify big? Relative to the space that it preoccupies, then it's big. Or if you identify a measure or a characteristic, a trait, if you identify it as, uh, as a certain level, it takes up the space. You're saying to it that that is a measure which is great. But if he's not measured... And he's not in that hell. How are you going to say that he's great? Can't say he's great. Hello, but rather, Loshon Godel, the language of greatness, who anvesinusoi. This is actually his humility. So we're saying, Shanislavish bebchinas umidas gidulos. He dressed up in the level 
and the measure of greatness. We say great meaning he dresses up, he descends into the level of greatness. So that he expands and he dresses up within the world to give, to give them life. So, and this is the meaning of the verse. Ma godlu ma secho Hashem. Uh, when we are saying, and this is a reference to uh, uh, to the study of Torah. So we say, Ma godlu ma secho Hashem. Ki ma she nimshach v'nispashet l'mato derech prote haloches achas this that extends and expands below by means of a details of one halacha, who who mozin v'kiyum chayus that is the nourishment, the existent, the existing of the life force of all the worlds, el all the worlds, uh, upwards and the lower worlds. And the Chola Oilamais El Yoinve and all the worlds of above, Hem Kiloi, are considered like nothing. Mamish, Neged, Mashinimshech, if you compare it to what is extended, Miprote Halocha Achas from a detail of one law. Shehi, because that one that one law is Mekoi Chayusom Bikiyumum. That law is the source of their vitality in existence. For each halacha, he hamshocha the spashtus oir. That is an extension, an expansion of light. Merotzin ha'elyabaruchu from God's will, the chokmei law, and God's chokma sheimoked achais l'chol ha'elamis, which is the source of life to all worlds. So. So in this context, Magodlu means that everything that Hashem created, the worlds and everything else, are only in a level of expansion, they're only in a level of humility, they're a tremendous descent. Magodlu, they're just a level of gedula, they're a level of humility because God has to descend in those levels and they have no comparison really to the level of Torah which is the level of Hashem's will and Hashem's chokhmah. So we're basically saying, Ma Godlu. It's only a level of Godlu. It's only a level of greatness. It's a level of descent which dresses up in greatness. Ma Hashem. And therefore, if you try to measure the level of greatness of Hashem's action, the world's, next to Torah, there's no comparison to Torah. And of course, then the verse continues. As it continues. And if it's so with regards to the greatness of Hashem's actions, so how much more so that very deep are your thoughts. Which means, she bechina lemaila maila mebechinas almim, which is a level which is higher, higher than the level of worlds. Elamaki v'seivavalein, but that 
surrounds and circles them. It doesn't even dress up in them. So what comes down into the world is only a level of gedula, and the machshavay secha doesn't even come down in the world because that remains very deep, disguised from the world. So basically, putting in perspective, the world is on a pretty low level relative to Hashem and relative to the Torah that we study, in which we bring down the uh, Ratzin of Hashem and the Chachma of Hashem into the world. Now, can you imagine if we realize that everything, the whole world and all its life force and everything else, has no comparison to the study of Torah. So, from this, the one who understands will meditate. So that in the teaching of Hashem should be his desire. So that he should be happy and rejoicing with the Torah. As the verse says in Mishlei Perikhes, all wants cannot compare to it, which means to it, even wants, high level of wants, even great wants, I mean, not wants which come from uh, the person's, uh, you know, bad sides or uh, indulges, but wants that are spiritual wants, cannot compare to Torah. This is similar to the idea Shekosuf. What are we saying? What are those wants? So Whatever Hashem wanted, He created in the heavens and the earth, which basically means the wants of the Shemaim and the Oret. That's a want. And the Shemaim are the upper worlds. So when we say here all wants, meaning all the chafetz also, all the worlds, still there's no comparison to the study of Torah. They are all actually like nothing in value, if you evaluate them next to one halacha. For the halacha comes from the level of Hashem's wonder and Hashem's thought, the level of Chachma uh, and the level of Rotsin. Like it says, in the Idra, that the laws are the strand and the here of the above. Each strand, I mean, lohit means it shines or it lohit uh, uh, from the hidden worlds, meaning that it comes down from the hidden worlds. Those halacha bring down into this world. like it says in the Yitzchayim, shekol that all these strands and the hears and mebirur rapach are from the purified or sorted out two hundred eighty-eight sparks betachlis abirur and the ultimate. Purification by Elam Hazachulu is in this world, etc. This is the level of Torah. Then we're going to learn this is the level of Song of Torah. And then we're going to see how all this ties in uh, together.
with the davening to bring it out in the highest level. Um, he's explaining now the hidden part of the Torah. He says there's the revealed part and the hidden part of the Torah. The hidden part of the Torah he calls is the timing, is the song, is the the cantillation, the trump. Uh, because they're not in the Torah, they're called the Balpeh. Uh, that's the idea of the song of Torah. So he says, what is the idea of song? And then he, he asks, what, what does it mean, the song of Torah? Again, from the song of Torah, from, we'll also get to the song or to the inner of the human being, of the person, the deeper level of the person too. But first he has the discussion about the deeper level of Torah, because like we said in the beginning, we're going to show how a person, in order to sustain his Abba needs also his inside, the deeper level, not just the external level, but also the inner level. So he is explaining in this, in this section of the Maimir, he was explaining what is the inner part of Torah. And in order to, uh, to explain that, uh, he first taught us... Uh, he first taught, he brought on a Pasuk, and he explained that whole Pasuk, the Pasuk of Rabbis in Tilimem, Rabbis Sosisa Atu Hashem Lekai, Niflo Yisecho, Machshev Yisecho, Eleinu, Ein Arech Elecho, Agidu, Agido, Ve'adabedo, Otsmo Mesaper. Now, he explained the whole Pasuk, but the, the long and short of it, of the Pasuk is, that Hashem is infinitely, bigger and no connection to this world, really. Um, and it's all, you know, uh, so far beyond. And, you know, he went through all the details of the verse, how it all points to the fact that it's all beyond us. Now, he also said that in the beginning, when God created, it came from Hashem's kindness. He just did it. But now, he says, we are the ones that have to sort of initiate for Hashem to continue to come down to the world. It's up to us to initiate. Now, one can say, well, if we're so low and so far and within the whole uh, world, in the whole world, we are seemingly the smallest and the lowest, how could we affect got to come down into this world. How does it start from us? It would make sense to start from the higher ups. Mm-hmm. But he brings the example for that from the sand. From the, he says, in the end of the day, everything comes from what grows in the ground. Uh, because whether we eat uh, vegetables or vegetation, things that grow in the ground, or even if we eat uh, poultry, we eat meat, or we eat animals uh, from what comes... But at the end of the day, these animals also eat what grows in the, in the ground, which really, in essence, means that the whole world is sustained from the offer. And, you know, you can step on the ground and the earth, and then you don't utilize it, but when we have the ground grow, then we're utilizing and taking out the energy that the, gri- the, that the ground provides, and that basically sustains the entire universe, all the living things. So, in a similar fashion, even though we're like the offer next to the malachim or next to the greater levels, yet we are, uh, yet we are have the ability to uh, 
so and therefore he says um, we have the power we are the offer when we um, when we sort out sort of the energy that we have uh, we actually bring about the greatest uh, light now what kind of things do we sort out in our offer in our that is, he says, the study of Torah. When we take the strands of the Torah and we take the details of the halacha and we try to figure out a certain law and that's like combing one's hair. That's like separating the hair and coming down to each one. Each point is saying, well, the halacha in this case is like this. The halacha in this case is like that just to sort things out, that is the matter of, that is what we call birur, uh, that is what we call sorting out and picking out from the sort of uh, mess, from the non-clarity to clarify. That's the halacha that we learn. That halacha that we learn, uh, that is has the power to bring down uh, the greatest of levels. And he says, that the Tilim, he translates the verse in Tilim, he says, everything of Hashem's actions in the world, besides Torah, are only in the level of Godlu. Godlu means humility, actually, because they can only be called Godlu. As he explains, it's great, so we can describe Hashem in greatness, in the level of Gedula, which is his humility. And his thoughts are just way beyond so, basically, he says like this, what we have is such a treasure, is such a precious gift. We have such an ability that we have the Torah, because the Torah takes from much higher level than anything that sustains the world, than anything that sustains, that happens, all the evolved. We have a much powerful, much direct link to the infinite, to Hashem's Ratzin, and to Hashem's Chochmah, to what he, the way he refers to them in this Mimer, is to Hashem's Niflo Yisecha, Umach Hashem's wonders, and Hashem's thought. So what do you think, what should a person who says, I can study Torah, so the person will be, you know, singing and dancing in the streets, he's going to be joyful that he is able to uh, connect and he's able to receive this tremendous light. By what? By studying Torah, by working in Torah, by laboring in Torah. He is able to bring down and to connect with Hashem as unimaginable and impossible for all of the worlds that are not even connected to that. And that is also explains the word... The, the statement in Mishlei, in the verse, it says, all Hashem's wants cannot uh, compare to Torah. The wants of Hashem, we're talking about even the highest worlds, meaning everything that Hashem wanted, everything that He created, it's still, all of this is infinitely uh, lower the worlds and the wants to the want of Torah, lo because the want of Torah is so much more 
powerful and infinitely greater. Now, because we were talking, so now we're going to learn inside, going to continue learning inside. Vizehu, and this is the meaning that David HaMelech said, Zemidois hoyu li chukecha bebeis megurei. David HaMelech said, your statues, which means the Torah, were a song to me. What does it mean he says with a song? He says, I appreciate it so much. I was so happy. He was rejoicing. And he was happy with the mitzvahs, with the chukim, with Hashem's statues. It caused him a great deal of joy. That's what he meant when he said song. Song meaning that he was... It's, it's, it's so wonderful. To the extent that this was to him like a song and delights. Okay, so in that case, one wonders, that's beautiful. David HaMelech is, 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 is praising Hashem, he's delighting over Torah. But yet, Yet he was punished for calling them song. So he says like this, It's not for learning Torah with that concept. In other words, not because he, his conception of learning Torah was with such joy. That wasn't the reason why he was punished. In other words, that is actually a positive thing. To learn the Torah with the joy and to realization that you're connecting to Hashem in a much higher way, that's not a reason for punishment. That's not, because that is a positive thing, because the Torah one should experience joy in Torah. Elo, but the reason why he was punished is al sheshibcham bezu ha-maylo luchud, for just praising the Torah only with the fact shuhu mokar v'chayus kola because he praised the Torah as being the source and the energizing vitality of all the worlds. As we learned before, the Torah energizes the world because the Torah, now it's up to us to bring down Hashem into the world. How do we bring down Hashem to the world? Through our study of Torah. He praised Hashem, he praised the Torah for the level that the Torah sustains the entire world, brings down Hashem's energy into this world. Now, isn't that true? Yes, it is true. But Torah has even a higher level in it. Torah has a level in which it's also disconnected from the world. Torah's greatness is not only because it is greater than everything else and it brings down Hashem into this world, but Torah has an aspect which is just for Hashem Himself, which is unconnected to the world. So Torah had a higher level, which means Shabbat the Torah, in truth, is way higher. Way higher than the existence and the life force of all the worlds. Torah is more than that. What is Torah? As the verse says over there in Mishlei, it says, Amon. This is the verse of it. Bosik says, I was by Hashem. 
This is the reference the Torah is saying. I was by Hashem, Amun or Amun, and I was Shashuim Yom Yom. I was sort of Hashem's play, uh, play things that Hashem played with. What does it mean? I was an Amun or Amun, Pirush Medrash. The Medrash in Breshis Rabban Perak Aleph explains that Amun means Mufla. I was by Hashem Mufla. Like Pele, meaning wondrous, Shubechinas Pele Ho'elyin. He was the wonders of the above. Bechinas Nifloi Secho, Umachshevoi Secho. It was, I was Hashem, the Torah is saying, I was Hashem's wonders and I was Hashem's thought. Meaning, Hashem's wonders and Hashem's thought, not as connected as sustaining the world, but just as. Hashem himself separated. Torah was Hashem's thought and Hashem's uh, wonders. And he, he says now, see, it says shashuyim, the word shashuyim is like toys, like think, something that you play with, that's called shashuyim. So it says, I was shashuyim yoim yoim. Normally we say, we would translate day day, meaning every day. But here the way he translates it, Yom Yom represents the two levels because we were talking about the level of Niflois, which is the level of Rotzin, the level of Hashem's want or Kesser. And then we also talked about the level of Machshevay Secha, which is Hashem's Chochma, the level of Chochma of Atzilus. So this is, he said, Vizahu Yom Yom. This is when it says two times Yom Yom, Neged Beis Bechinus. This corresponds to the two levels. Which is Hashem's wonder, which is the level which is wonder, meaning is beyond. When somebody wonders, beyond the intellect, this is Hashem's want. And then, and this is the meaning, and this is the meaning, that I will be the uh, the plaything shehi shashuim shalakodesh baruch hu kaviyochol bechvayde baatzme. This is sort of the plaything of Hakadosh Baruch of Hashem, so to speak, in His glory and by Himself. So this is something that you know Hashem enjoys. How do we give an example for this? The what is Torah? It? the Torah? The Torah was Hashem's. Hashem was playing with the Torah. The Torah gave Hashem the light. Oh. He's going to give an example now, like from a person sometimes, who has a very deep thought, has an idea, something, and he marvels, and he's delighted, he delights over the idea that he thought. In a similar way, for us to understand, so to speak, Hashem marvels over the ideas of Torah, that Hashem, this is Hashem's... uh, Hashem's story thing. Let's I'm see. Just, I'm distracted. Look yeah. at the beautiful light out there. Yeah. It's purple. Oh, wow. Isn't it? The sunrise. Okay. Aira Shachar. We wake up the sunrise. <laughs> so it says, Ulamosho, for example, Kemosha Odom, like a person, would be Mishtasheya, would the light would play or would gain, enjoy with his wisdom. When a person says something wise, 
So the person delights in that idea in what he has said. Cain v'yoyser mikain so, and more than so, le'enkates more than so, infinite to no end. V'tachas be'elaf alofim havdolis. We have to separate and say thousand times and thousand separation because it's not the same. It's totally different. Is Hakadosh Baruch Hu mishtasheya bechachmosu yehalyona? Hakadosh Baruch Hu delights with his wisdom of above. That that level cannot uh, dress itself up within the world at all. Elo, now he's excusing David HaMelech. He needed it for temporary. Which means... The reason why David said it, why David HaMelech said it in such a way, is because at that point, he needed to emphasize that aspect of Torah, that Torah is the sustaining power of the world. That was necessary for him for that time. Why? Because David HaMelech had enemies, and David HaMelech had to wage battles. And he was afraid. And in order for him to be able to overcome those situations, he needed to bring down to, to them the idea, the concept, that their sustenance actually comes through his study of the Torah. So that he's in charge of the world. That was necessary. As we're going to say. In the house of Megurai means also from where I was afraid, where he lived in the house of the, his fear, because David HaMelech was in fear of all the enemies. They were hating him. Now, when you have to sometimes change around judgment, okay, when there's a judgment against a person, right, so how do you sweeten the judgment? How do you do it? You can't go to the bottom where the result. You have to go to the root where it comes from. And you have to change around. In other words, you can't just deal with the effects of the judgment. And you have to go back to the root of the problem, where the judgments come from, and try to make change in the root. David HaMelech wanted to make change in the enemies that were disturbing, causing him the Megurai. So what does he do? We know that judgments are only sweetened in the root. Now, in this case, what is the root? The root is in the creation of the world. We have to go back to the creation and to their sustenance, the Hainu. That is in the root with world is created. When it was brought into being and it extended from Absolute nothingness from nothing. We have to go back to the source of where everything comes from. Now, there is enemies, there is good, there is bad, there's a whole lot of things. We got to go back to the beginning, where this whole world comes from. When it comes from absolute nothing. And then, what to do? Lihis anik, to delight. Vilismoyach bechelkoi, and to rejoice in his portion, in his lot. Asherhu mamshich b'teirosoi, that he extends through his learning to the existence 
and the life of the world. He provides it. So what happens through delighting and remembering that He is the one that sustains, that brings everything down? It's automatically all those that interfere, all those that prevent, will be subjugated and nullified. Because they receive the Torah from it, from the to- from him. Right? You know, sometimes if we should give a metaphor for this, I don't know if it's a proper metaphor, but give a metaphor. Let's say you have children, right? And you sustain them and you give them and you... Uh, see, look at your clock here. Okay, five more minutes. Uh, let's say you give them and everything else, you know, you provide for them, right? And then all of a sudden they learn that it's all granted. They just take it, they get it, and then it comes to them, right? They deserve it, it's there, right? It's always there. And now you have to sort of, you know, put them straight because they're starting to to do things or behave in ways that are unbecoming. So what do you do? You have to put a stop. You have to say, oh, hey, wait a minute. These things don't just come there. Somebody is giving them to you. <laughs> you know, somebody's providing for you. You're getting it. And therefore, come to the recognition that there is something that you must do to deserve or to follow, to come through it. So, David HaMelech was uh, wanted to that by bringing down that concept that he is the one that brings down the delight and turn brings down into the world is Memeli's battle kolamonim all those that are preventing uh, interfering will be uh, nullified they receive the highest from the Torah and they're uh, nullified next to the Torah and when he brings down that light below fear and dread falls upon them and they will be like they never were and they just uh, cease and the zoo and this is actually the zuhi, this is her eitzah, this is the advice that our sages of blessed memory advised and quoted from the Gemara go earlier to the Bish Medrash and stay later in Bish Medrash the Hainu that is sheyibchinas aleihem he said, you go to Venice on top of them, meaning above them. Milo, Milo. You be on top, on top of them, higher, way higher. You go higher, raise yourself above them. Dahainu, and that is, that is through your occupation in Torah. That is very high and very great. That's the source of the Chayis. So you go and do that. And therefore, him calling May uh, may lay him. They will therefore be destroyed and nullified by themselves. and they would automatically on their own they will be pushed away aside. So that's a lay. So what is it? But hashkim v'harev v'harev is also lotion of hainu bechinas nafshi ka'ofer la'koltiya. That is that you should create in your soul that level of being like dust to everybody, which means harev which means. Lidoim the Lisbon to be quiet and to tolerate and to suffer. In other words, don't give back. Kiniska Leil, I said before. 
שיהיה כעפר בארץ, he should be like the dust, like the ground, שממנו יצא לחם, at the end the bread comes out from there. So in other words, when you treat yourself like the dirt, like the ground, but at the end of the day, that ground is, provides everything. And all the flows that come from below to above, it doesn't come from the top to the bottom. It comes from the bottom to the top. You know, we bring it down after the time of the giving of the Torah. As mentioned before, when the good is uh, sorted out from the bad, so then the ra, the evil, will fall by itself, the evil, and it will be nullified. As the Pasuk says, Yeshaya Mem Aleph, that Yiyu Ki Ayin, they will be like nothing. The Yoyvdu Anshi Divecha, the people that fight with you will get lost. Kainam Chayusayd, why? Why will they get lost? Because there's no more vitality to them. Because once you sort it out, you take away the Chayus from them. The, the life force. So this is the reason why David HaMelech was doing what? Was praising the Torah by song, by the Torah coming down, being greater than the world, by coming down into the world. But in truth, that is not the alone, the greatness and the praise of Torah. But rather, like the verse says, his song is with me, which means Shiroi Kri. It's written with a hey, Shiro, but it's pronounced Shiroi. So he says, Balailo Shiroi, his song, Dahainu Shashuim Shalakodesh Baruchu. Shiroi is his song, meaning it's Hashem's play, not my, my joy, but it's Hashem's play. And now I, and I translated earlier wrong, I said, Imi meant with Hashem, but actually Imi means with a person, as Emmanuel said correctly. That should be with him. The Shiroi, God's play, sort of, God's uh, toy, that would be with me, as the Pesach says in Tehillim, that the Yisroel will rejoice in the one that makes him, in the one Hashem makes him, we will rejoice with what the one who makes him rejoices. What does Hashem rejoice? Shiroi, with the Torah. That's the Shashim al Baruch So we should rejoice with the rejoicing that Hashem rejoices. Then it will be through this joy and delight in the Torah of Hashem. Yosir, he will remove Komenea, all obstacles, Mebayis from inside, Mebachutz from outside. There will be no bad coming down from above at all. Nothing bad comes down. Masha'enkein, as opposed to, that is when he has that level of Shireimoy. But Kshe'en Lebchines HaShashui Malav, Hanal, if he doesn't have that level of shashri, so, so we were learning that all the energy and the flow of the world comes through Torah. And when David HaMelech needed 
to get rid of his enemies, he sort of went back to the source, as the saying goes, that the dinim are sweetened by their source. He went back to the source where everybody gets their life force from, which is from Hashem, which is through the Torah. And he was sort of telling them the life force comes from the Torah and therefore they will automatically uh, cease of their disruptions because they're here because of David HaMelech. And also, this is what the Gemara says, that he advised them not to battle the enemies, not to uh, take action against them directly, but to go in the base Medrash and go alehem, he said, hashkim v'harev alehem, alehem is on top of them, meaning from their source, and then kolim alehem, they will stop, they will be destroyed, subjugated all by themselves, because you are bringing in their source, and therefore, you are going to be able to stop them, because not in a direct way by battling them, but by subjugating them, and they're becoming nullified because of their source, which is the Torah that David HaMelech was learning, or in this case, Hashkim Baharev Alehim, by going to the base Medrash and studying the Torah. So now, but, that is a level, as we said, a level of, um, a level that David Melech needed to uh, bring down for that purpose. Let's just go with a few lines before. Just uh, we will say a few lines. Abu Be'emes. It's about halfway in the middle of the page. Are you okay? Abu Be'emes. But in truth, that is not the only. That's not alone. The fact that the Torah is a song and you're delighting over the Torah, and the greatness of the Torah, that it's the Ein Sov, that it brings down, it's much higher than anything else in the world. That alone is not the advantage and the praise of the Torah, Ki'im, but rather, Commission Kosu, like the Pesach says, Uvalailo Shiroi Imi, his song is with me. And he says, Shiroi Kri, we pronounce it with the Vav, Dahainu Shashim Shalakodesh Baruch It's a Shem song. It's not just a song. It's Hashem's. It's Hashem's uh, play. It's Hashem's toy, so to speak. like the pasuk says, that I was by him. I was shashuim. imi. So that should be with me. So shiroi, Hashem's. The fact that Hashem's that the Torah is Hashem's play. That should be with me. In other words, we should have that level of Torah study. As the Pasik says in Tilum Kufmam Tes, Yismach Yisrael, that Yisrael is rejoicing with their maker, with what Hashem makes. In other words, that the Yidden are rejoicing with the Torah, with the same thing that Hashem rejoices with, which is with the Torah. Simcha. Through this joy and this delight, in the Torah of Hashem. So when a person gets this level of joy and delight in the Torah of Hashem, so 
then Yosir Komnei, then he will remove any obstacle. Mibayisim b'chutzim is in the eyesight. Ve'ein ra yered milmaila klal. Then he says, "There's nothing bad that goes down." In other words, when we go to the above, there's nothing bad. Once we tap in to what comes from Hashem, there's nothing bad. As opposed to when he doesn't have that level of Shashuim. So then, all of Nemar, with him it's written, So then, it says, it was at the end of Shnosayim Yomim, of the Yomim, of the two Yomim. What does it mean it was the end of the two Yomim? Pirush? What is the Shnosayim two Yomim? Over here it means two years of days, but here it's saying here the two Yomim. That is the level of it saying, It's That is, Shnosayim Yomim means the Shashuim, that's the delight with Hashem's Torah, Hashem's delight, the level of Shashuim. So if it's Mikates Shnosayim, case means him by him they're a finished and there is a, a limit. He doesn't have that level when he learns the Torah. The Oz and then what happens? So Uparoi Uparoi dreams. What does it mean, a parry dreams? Pirush. Even though he has the level of parry. And we touched before, parry means Shubhinas is Galus Alakus. He has God revealed, Aideat Fila through Davning, Afal Pikain. Yet, Ainoi Bibhinas Taimim, it's not in the level of Taimim. They're not in the level of song and not in the level of play as mentioned before. Now, it seems to me, I mean, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit confused over here because he talked about basically seemingly three levels he talked about, right? He talked about the level of revealed part of Torah. He talked about the open, the parry, the revealed level of Torah in which he says there can come later on from it, there can be a unique from the level of parry. There can be like, you can come out, a parry of clip can come out from that parry. But, and, and then he said there is the level of timing, the level of uh, song of Torah, right? But within the level of song of Torah, he also split it up into two levels now. He said it was the level of song of Torah, the way the Torah is much greater than the world, and the Torah is the source of the world. And then we have the Torah as it is just connected with Hashem Himself, which is not even related. It's a greater mile of Torah. That's the level of Shashuim. Shashuim, which is the two days of Saim But over here, he seems to bunch these two levels together within, they're all considered the level of song, the level of delight, 
there is within that, there is the song of the light that you experience because it's the source of the world. I guess it's whether it is the delight because it's Hashem's delight that you are delighting in, or you are delighting in it because that is much higher than the world. But it's still considered for this purposes, it's considered the level of delight, the level of shashuim, the level of 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 song. It's a level which is the deeper level in Torah. So what we are saying, that's what it seems like. That for these purposes, even though he said that David was punished and there was a, there's a difference in the levels, but for our purposes, our discussion, we're just discussing two levels. We're discussing the open level and the hidden level. The open level is the level which we call paroi over here because that's open. And the hidden level, that is the level of the timing. That's the level of the discourse. So let's, let's, let's look further inside. So again, I'm going back to the top of the page over here. Pirush. Even though he has the level of pari, the open level, which is the level of God and is revealed. It's not in the level of timing. It's not in the level of, of song. Those, those are the level of song and the shashuim and the delight. I mentioned before, but rather, it's only in the level of a nekuda, a dot. Like we have, we had tanto, we had taimim nekudas, tagim anosius. So after time comes the nekuda. Nekuda is bereshe atvin. That's on the head of the letters. That's where you place the nekuda. So if a person doesn't have the level of timing of Torah, only has nekuda, what does that mean? The soul is full of letters. Letters in this context means has full of expressions, kinds of Shapes like letters, it's full of expressions in the soul. But now, a letter, what's, what's a letter? A shape. It already means something, right? When you call it a shape, you know, when you combine a few letters together, you get a word, you get a meaning. A letter means that it's already, there's a certain shape to it. A nekuda, a dot, has no shape. It's just a dot, Right? The shape represents already powers of the soul. The dot represents Hashem's sparkle, which is not shaped yet, which is beyond, which is higher than shape. So you have the soul, which is full of letters, and then you have and the light of Hashem that lights within the soul, that is a small dot, that is in his head alone. So which means, so that in his mind, it sparkles, a ray and an extension of godliness. So which means, your relationship between Hashem is not in the way of song. It's only a dot on the top. There, there sparkles godliness. But it's not, 
dressed up within him, it's only surrounding him. So he says uh, that a person can have uh, this expression and everything else, but the godliness of him did not come down, did not really take hold of him. That's still the level of the revealed level. That's the level of Parik, the level of Parikhal. Now, what happens with that activity? So now we're talking about in the service of Hashem. He has the level of of, of, of Nukudah. He has the level of Hashem over there. However, with, no, I mean, with that level, the person can still go ahead and create an emotional excitement and experience in his davening. Even from the level of Nukudah, even from the revealed, that's the revealed level. He creates that, that, that thing. The Pasi continues. And behold, you're standing on the river, which means from it, he says, from the river bank, he was standing on the river bank, and from the river, seven good cows came up. What does it mean, the seven good cows? Seven good cows are representatives of the seven holy good characteristics, the traits. So he says, even from that level, that the seventh of the emotions of love and fear, the natural one, so that the person will be after the davening, because of that experience of the davening, it will help him that after davening, he should be, he will stay away from doing evil, and he'll do good. In other words, that davening helped him to overcome the challenges of the day that follow. But what happens afterwards? So he says, and it comes out, everything's good. But what happens afterwards? There's other seven cows come up. So you started off initially, you brought in the seven cows, but then there's other seven cows. And then the Pasuk says, they ate up, and they ate up to such an extent that you don't even know that it came in there. So what does this mean in our service of Hashem? Relatively, a long time after you finished davening, they can arouse, it's able to arouse, characteristics and physical desires. And they make forget Totally, the good characteristic, the good emotions, the love of Hashem, that's in the time of tefillah. That is when you only have what? The nukuda, the nukuda's time. That is when you have only the level of pari, meaning the open level of avir. But when you have, when we talk, as opposed to when we have the level of timing, the song, that's the level of the song and the joy with the instrument. Zimra with, with the instrument, but it's a level of song. And it's called to mentioned before. And again, he doesn't distinguish over here between shiroi imi, shiroi imi, the shashuim or the world. Just the general level of song is what he discusses over here. Azeh Amru, with regard to this, it was said. In Mesechta Avedezara and Daf Gimel, it says, "Kol Oisek Bat Torah, 
Balayla, one who occupies himself with Torah during the night time, there is a string of kindness that extends over him during the daytime. So you're studying at nighttime, you have a strand of kindness during the daytime. As the verse brings the verse, this is the Gemara says, as the verse says, that during the daytime Hashem will instruct His kindness when that when at night time you have the level his song meaning level of Torah is with me she says that you have a string of kindness and the love of above comes upon him from above which means that the human being cannot help himself on his own. The nature of the human being is that after he finishes his davening, he forgets and he gets involved in other things and he forgets that's a human being. But he gets a blessing from above. Hashem sends him sort of a new, since his davening was in a level of song, or his learning Torah in a level of song, Av he sends him a new love. More than the nature of his godly soul. And that is a love to connect and to cleave to Hashem, to the blessed Hashem. In a level of love of delight. Hashem gives him that level of love and from there it extends Yoir is like a river a river runs a river and extends it goes down to that point which is on the top of the letters that we talked about that's the godliness which stands above the nefesh which is the Sparkled. That then, that this year stands on top, that river stands above of the one who's dreaming. And he brings, extends to him a powerful and great ray, shine. So that there should be no bad parties. So because there's nothing bad that comes down from above, so that will help to take away all the obstacles. Just like we have obstacles what the Gemara was talking about. They had people that were disturbing him and distracting him, the rabbi. And he complained and he asked what to do about them. But it's similar to metaphorically, it's all things that distract us and all things that disturb us from our service to Hashem. All of our temptations, all of our dealings that we have to deal with in the middle of the day and throughout the time that, we, uh, that we're in business or in others. And we ourselves uh, cannot overcome that. But when we have this uh, special love which Hashem sends us, 
Uh, and that's the level of the that we get through our delight and bringing down the uh, level of above that um, that is the source of the world. Like he says, Hashkim v'harev aleim. You bring down the source that you bring down from the level of Torah. Uh, so then, all the bad then they don't have effect on you. So all the negativity, all the temptations, they they they, they disappear. They're no longer there. Is because you've brought down, you've come down from the root, and in the root there's nothing bad really. It's just that later on it descends. Um, so uh, basically, uh, he says here now again. The only uh, thing here that's not so clear is the two levels that he broke up by David HaMelech was punished for calling the Torah's song. But here, he seems to elevate the experience of song. He says David HaMelech was punished because that's not the only level of Torah, Torah. But here, he seems to bunch up both of these levels, meaning whether it's a song of Hashem or a song for the world, but the explanation that no bad comes down from below, that was necessary to employ David HaMelech's, because he says David HaMelech sang it, because he needed to overcome the base Megurai, he needed to overcome the enemy, and that's why he had to sing that song in order to take away the challenges, as, or to say, to take away uh, our obstacles, the that we have. So then you have, this is the same thing as we said, Aleyam, so he says, you're going to be al So, uh, uh, I mean, al al meaning that that level of extension comes down, and that helps the, uh, the person uh, do his avaydom. So this goes back to, to the beginning of this Pasuk, so he touches again to the opening of the Pasuk, he says, he miketsh nosayim yomim, so it goes, and it happens after the level of the yom yom, which is the level of the light, finishes. So, pare uh, you know, pare, even though so pare is things are revealed, and you see the riverbank, you have seven good meadows, you know, everything lasts, but it doesn't last. It's mikates. So then, and then comes the shavamida, seven bad, and they eat up. And they have to be oimet al hayoir. Then you don't have to be oimet al hayoir, but you have the oir standing on top of you, which means you have to be mamshich in a from a higher level.